Singers and I, Ed Peters, welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We continue today in Acts chapter 17, moving on to verses 5 through 9. On our previous study, taken from the opening verses of this chapter, we saw Paul and Silas leaving Philippi, traveling for about a hundred miles along the Ignatian Way to the city of Thessalonica. Luke tells us that Paul followed his usual custom of first preaching in the synagogue. He was there for only three Sabbaths, which means that he could not have been there longer than about a month. In that limited period of time, he did his missionary work. Believers came to Christ, a local church was formed, and Paul taught them. In that brief time, he taught them all the great doctrines of Scripture, including the doctrine of the rapture of the church. We know this from his first epistle to the Thessalonians, which was the first epistle that Paul wrote. Paul had quite a ministry there in that short one month's time. Luke tells us that some who listened were persuaded and became converts, including a large number of godly Greek men and also many important women of the city. Now we move on to today's verses and to the conclusion of Paul's brief stay in the city of Thessalonica. Luke writes, But the Jewish leaders were jealous and incited some worthless fellows from the street to form a mob and start a riot. They attacked the home of Jason, planning to take Paul and Silas to the city council for punishment. Not finding them there, they dragged out Jason and some of the other believers and took them before the council instead. Paul and Silas have turned the rest of the world upside down and now they are here disturbing our city, they shouted, and Jason has let them into his home. They are all guilty of treason for they claim another king, Jesus, instead of Caesar. The people of the city, as well as the judges, were concerned at these reports and let them go only after they had posted bail. with 
The statement in verse 6 that Paul and Silas have turned the world upside down was more than just an expression. It was exactly what they meant. When Christianity penetrated that old Roman Empire, it was a revolution. It had a tremendous effect. Now here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder. The gospel of Jesus Christ reached into Europe. The first place to feel the force of the gospel of Christ was Philippi in Macedonia, now Greece. The second was the city of Thessalonica, or Thessalonica, now Salonica, just a hundred miles west and south of Philippi. Here Paul, as was his custom, went to the synagogue and reasoned with the people there, proving from the scriptures that Christ had to die and rise from the dead, and that that Jesus was the Messiah, the Christ. Some of the Jews were persuaded and believed, as did a large number of God-fearing Gentiles. Although not mentioned by Luke here, there must also have been a large number of pagans who accepted Christ, since Paul, in his letters to this Christian community, later notes that there were those who had turned to God from idols. So among those who believed Paul and Silas were Jews, God-fearing Gentiles, pagan Gentiles, and Luke notes also not a few prominent women. But the gospel always has its enemies. Here, as in South Galatia, the hostile Jews mounted the opposition against Paul and company. Here is how Luke describes the scene. 
but the Jews were jealous, so they rounded up some bad characters from the marketplace, formed a mob, and started a riot in the city. They rushed to Jason's house in search of Paul and Silas in order to bring them to the crowd. But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some other brothers before the city officials, shouting, These men have caused trouble all over the world, have now come here. And Jason has welcomed them into his house. They are all defying Caesar's decrees, saying that there is another king, one called Jesus. When they heard this, the crowd and the city officials were thrown into turmoil. Then they made Jason and the others post bond and let them go. The opposition, the Jewish minority, needed help. So they went to the marketplace, the public square, to recruit the rabble, the loafers. They formed a mob and attacked Jason's house where Paul was staying. Now finding Paul and Silas gone, they took Jason and some other believers before the magistrates. These bad characters, whom the opposition was able to use, were what Cicero called the subrostrani, that is, those below the rostrum. These were loafers who gathered near the speaker's rostrum at the agora or forum, and they would either applaud or heckle the speaker, depending on who hired them. The Jews evidently hired some of these subrostrani to incite mob riot. Not finding Paul and Silas, they dragged Jason and friends before the magistrates. For some time, scholars questioned the accuracy of these verses in Acts, particularly Luke's use of the word for magistrates, which is in Greek, polytarchs. Luke's use of the word polytarchs for the leaders of this assembly of citizens was not understood until the advent of archaeology. Before the discoveries of modern archaeology, this word had not appeared in Greek literature. Now, however, at least 17 inscriptions have appeared from the 2nd century B.C. through the 3rd century A.D. Almost all refer to Macedonian cities. In the 1st century, the Polytarchs numbered a body of five. In the 2nd, it was expanded to six. The most famous inscription where this word occurs was right on the Vardar Gate at the west end of the main street of Salonika, right over the Ignatian Way. That inscription is now in the British Museum. Luke was right in his choice of terms, after all. I have commented on the word subrostrani, the loafers hired by the Jews to incite a riot, and I have commented on the word polytarchs, or magistrates. There is another interesting term used by Luke here in Acts 17. The accusers of Jason and friends, referring to Paul and Silas, said, These men have caused trouble all over the world. The word caused trouble is anastato santos, that is, turned upside down. A record was found where this word was used by a schoolboy from Egypt in a letter to his father who had gone to Alexandria. The letter was found by archaeologists. He writes to his father that his mother was very upset with him. He uses the same expression as Luke does. As a mother is exasperated at the antics of an active, perhaps disobedient son, so the whole world, note the exaggeration, was being upset at the message of Paul and Silas, so said these accusers. Although the charges were vague and unclear and untrue, the damage was done. 
suggestions of impropriety had surfaced, and these are hard to refute and to counter. The rabble-rousers earned their pay. Paul and Silas were forced to flee by night to Berea, farther west. Evidently, the work was completed at Thessalonica. The door closed there for Paul and Silas, so they moved on. But the church grew. The Christians kept on boldly proclaiming the gospel. It took Paul and Silas only three Sabbaths to gain converts from the Jews and the Gentiles. It was time to move on. This new group could carry on the work. God blesses his word. It doesn't have to take years for a church to be born. The Thessalonian Christians just kept letting the word of God go in the world and letting the world know that Jesus saves. production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.